Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Back on the block. Hey, the discussions early on have been really, really tight. Evan Bland came on and, and silenced us with his pre- yeah, with his silenced presence. You. But he sounds like a brother to me uh, because uh, our state, our takes were very similar on that. And um, you know what? We're gonna go ahead and do hitting the hardwood right now. Just knock it out the way. Reason being is. Listen, um, there's a game that's going to be happening. It isn't tonight, so we're just going to kind of touch on it. Um, I'm kind of halfway salty. This game's going to be on ABC, 9 p.m. Eastern. It'll be at Boston. Personally, I think, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen enough yet to tell me that anything is going to change, but uh, if Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, any one of those don't show up, I think it's a wrap. Unless we have a Superman experience from Al Horford again, I think it's a wrap. I think Golden State, they have made the adjustments. And uh, on the defensive schemes, um, you know, they're using Gary Payton the second very well in their defensive, you know, ways of stopping they're forcing Tatum and Brown into some really tough shots and they just haven't been able to make them at this point and I just don't think and 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 that's the difference I think Nate in this series is that with the with those adjustments Boston to me although they passed the ball very well they're still initiated from a one-on-one perspective or out of a pick and roll perspective which then they use with a lot of driving kick a lot of shot fakes get in deep to try to hunt for the three i think they need to change that up i think they need to be two point hunt they're shooting the ball well i mean tatum's mm-hmm. shooting over like 42 percent for the series so uh, but he's shooting terribly from two and i think right. it's not because he can't shoot i think his mid-range is just that his legs, he don't. He plays from a straight up perspective. He doesn't play with, you know. He he plays kind of more in an upright stance. So when you're playing in an upright stance, it's tough for you to get lift when you need to get lift after you've run and chased and and did a lot of that in a game that's high intensity and high pace. So I I I I think what Golden State does is their ability to screen, move, cut, find, and then in transition. So if Boston turns this ball over like they've been doing, I mean, they're one in like seven now when they turn the ball over 16 times. If you get into that range against this Golden State team, uh, in, in even at home, you're losing. So because they turn those – situations and opportunities with Draymond being able to push and you know just pretty much a whole mm-hmm. team that has the capabilities of pushing the ball from Jordan Poole all the way down the spectrum to include Kevin you know I mean Kevon Looney you know so I, I just think it's going to be tough if they turn the ball over and they're not getting those good shots and they're not creating the space that they've been finding in a lot of those earlier games I think this series could be over 
let me ask you this because there there's a lot that has gone around. I know First Take and, and Stephen A have had a lot to say about this series and just kind of what it means long term. And, and I feel like a word that's been thrown around a lot is the legacy word. Like what what legacy is on the line? Because I think a big thing about about this is Steph Curry has three championships. One of those, Andre Iguodala is your Finals MVP. The other two is Kevin Durant. There were a lot of questions. Whose team was it? You bring in Kevin Durant. You're the best team in basketball far and away. He leaves. You have a down year last year. You're back in the finals. I don't think anyone's arguing that Steph Curry's a good player. I don't think anyone's arguing that he is one of the better players in the NBA. But the question was thrown out today. If he wins another finals, say he's finals MVP this time, is he a top 10 player of all time? Negative. And I, my, my immediate reaction was the same was no. Negative. But then, so you look at a player like Steph Curry. What does it take you, legacy wise? We can keep throwing out that legacy word for you to get to that point, because that—that's the biggest question. Is because you can always throw out that top ten number, but how do you get that guy into the top ten? Because he would—he would have four championships, two MVPs, Finals MVP. Well, I—I I, I think if he comes back and and duplicates it, I, I think you can't fight him as far as being in in you know a top tier of his position you you can't fight him on that the reason being is that when they were down he still took them there even though it was a play-in game he still got them on the verge and this is without Thompson and and without just pretty much any help he 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 kind of halfway almost willed them into a a playoff position outside of the play-in game so I, I can't fight the fact that he still can get it done. I just I just don't see it in that 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 tier. Now the numbers he's putting up now, I mean, shoot, thirty one points a game, you know, even his rebound numbers at six rebounds a game in for the, his size. You know, for his yeah. size, five rebounds, that's solid because they're not they're not looking their team is a balance of I mean, dang near Draymond Green leads them in assists. So let, let's just be real about it. This team is built <laughs> differently. It's not built right. from, you know, a standpoint of him being John Morant or him uh, being Dame, Dilla, uh, Dame Dollar, you know what I mean, or anybody like that where they're handling the ball at such a high high pace. He handles the ball, but they're calling on him to put that ball in the hoop. So uh, I'm not going to fault him with having a lower uh, – assist number especially in these playoffs because early on in some instances they required him to mm-hmm. step up and get it done so I think if he has a great game this one I think this puts him in MVP territory I think if he doesn't I, I'm looking towards Wiggins like we've discussed before um, uh, so therefore I, I just don't feel that He's been the most dominant player on the teams that they did win it in. Um, Iguodala was was unique in that specific. I mean, if if they if he didn't show up the way he showed up in those series and the shots that he made and defending LeBron was a big part of it. Know, too. I don't know if they win, you know. So I'm going to be honest about that part of it. But then, uh, but I, I I do think in those Kevin Durant years, uh, Kevin Durant was even though it was Steph's team because Kevin came to the team and it was still Steph's team, I still think Kevin was, at that point, their best best player to me. Do you think that, because I think 100%, and I've always said that, that Kevin Durant making the jump to the Warriors, not that he made a jump, trust me, I, I understand that 
Oklahoma City was not his future. He had to move on from West, Russell Westbrook. I get all of that. I think it hurts Kevin Durant's legacy for him going to the Warriors. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you you have to look at Steph, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. They were the ones doing the marketing pitches. They were the ones selling the advertisements, yeah. trying to get them to come. Does that hurt Steph Curry's legacy too? Because ultimately, I think we might be talking about his finals record a little bit differently if he doesn't have Kevin Durant. I, I would agree. I don't think they I don't think two of those they win without him. I mean I mean, even they were on the verge of being being in multiple instances being ousted. So um I do think Kevin Durant was the one that kind of got them over the hump mm-hmm. in those years. In those earlier years, especially as Clay was emerging, it allowed Clay to not have to be the second option, but to be a third option with great looks that he was going to get when you have to focus your attention on those two guys you know um you're seeing there's a difference when Mm -hmm. clay is basically a number two option Mm -hmm. and 2a as opposed to pool being 2b but pool hasn't been 2b hasn't even played that many minutes you know what i mean yeah so it's been it's been the part where other guys have just happened to have timely step-ups that's making this series be what it is uh, and 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 I, I'm telling you, one of those key components has been Wiggins' play. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's my also, Finals MVP. It, but it's also yeah. been the return of Gary Payton II because defensively they're a whole different team now. Because Clay can play, but if you're relying on Clay to defend their second best guy, mm-hmm. then that's that's different. Clay defending, I mean, just coming off injury. I mean, just just. Having to earlier on in Clay's career, he was a great defender, mm-hmm. but I think the injuries have kind of made the difference Caught as up far to as him his, a little bit, yeah. his defensive abilities. But yeah, so I think him being able to move over, and, and again, they switch quite often because of just the style of play. But Gary's ability to guard multiple positions, very similar to, to what I was able to do, and then, um, you know, to be able to hide Steph in. in, in Allow him to maintain legs and not to be because when they took they took when they brought it to Steph, that's when the series changed and they you know Boston kind of dominated. But they haven't gone back to that and they that's the part that I'm kind of I think they've become more frustrated in the games with referees and just the whole elements with people Draymond. They're letting all the antics and all the aspects of outside the court or outside it's the scheme of the game yeah. to allow them to get out of their game and it's and it's affecting them. I think this is a big discussion right now, especially that people that maybe don't like the NBA now or do like the NBA now defend whatever era of basketball you want to. And I've always wanted to ask you this, and I'm glad that I can ask you this now. If you just picked picked up this Warriors team as it's currently constructed and you plopped them in the late 90s, early 2000s when you were playing, do you think they would still be as successful as they are now? Because that's a huge discussion, right? I mean, you could look maybe – Talent-wise, the game might be a little bit different. It might have progressed a little bit more because, I mean, you see guys that are 12th men in the NBA and they just have freakish athleticism, and it's just something that we've never really seen before. But I also think there's something to be said for that late 90s, early 2000s era, that physicality, Yeah, I just don't know if I'm there. So I'm just curious if you think they would still have this type of success. I think they would would still be a good team because anytime you have shooters, you're always going to have a good team. I just... I personally think that they wouldn't get away with as much as they get away with, being that they would get drubbed on the boards. 
they would get drubbed inside on the post, not just from a from a big man or a forward perspective. I don't, I don't care what you say, Tim Duncan, a uh, 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 young <laughs> Tim that, Duncan, yeah. not an old Tim, a young Tim Duncan against that the young Shaq too uh, at that time. There's too. please, yes, they don't get away with that style of ball. Now, um, we believe it or not. We were one of the teams, other than Run Run TMC, but it was still the same coach. Right. Don Nelson was one of the coaches that would be able to do things like that, right? But it takes a certain type of 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 unit to be able to do that. You still have to be long across the board. Mm-hmm. You can't still be as small as them and do it, but you could be like like for example, I probably in this in these units was the smallest of the unit, but I guarded Tim Duncan. In, 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 in a game. You did? So Don Nelson was the one that put us in a position to be small ball. Wow. So we kind of were part of that transition right. of turning because we used to take the we used to take the the, the idea that we're gonna make you adjust to us. We're not gonna adjust to you, right? And so what we what we did, we were getting killed. I mean, we had Sean Bradley and AC Green and and we we didn't match up very well against David Robinson and and, and Tim Duncan. He's just athletically at that position we were getting defeated. So Don concocted the idea of just basically saying, you know, strict you guard Tim Duncan. Uh, we're going to hide Steve Nash and we're going to put him on Avery Johnson. That was a limitation that they had was that Avery Johnson wasn't a stretch shooter. So Tim, uh, you know, Nash didn't have to worry about. He was able to sink and able to dig mm-hmm. a little bit deeper than normal. And then uh, we put AC Green uh, or Dirk on on uh, on David Robinson, and uh, Sean Elliott was covered by Sabalas, and and uh, Mario Ellie was covered by um, uh, Michael Finley. And Michael Finley job, was a beast back then. But Michael Finley was the man, right? Yeah. Mike was tough, but the issue was is physicality. See, without physicality, because I could be physical enough to not allow. Tim Duncan to get me deep on the block, which kept me in my range because if he's in mid post as opposed to deep post, that's an advantage for me because he can't put it down. I can crowd space him to make him shoot and just challenge deep under him, right? That's what we did. And then just box out and rebound. You know, I, I you can face guard, you can put, you know, a lot more body action on a guy than you, you know, than they allow you now. They don't even allow you to face guard. Face guard box out now. They don't allow it. So and they don't let you hand check either. Yeah, so like, all of the advantages that we had that allowed us to play that style is not available now, right? But um, even in a more physical style, they just don't have the length because Seth Sabalas was almost 6'9". Michael Finley was 6'8". Um, uh, Nash was – me and Nash are both 6'3". So, you know, we're still that, shorter that guys. side. You know, Steph's 6'1", six, 6'2". Six six mm-hmm. So then, and then, uh, uh, yeah, then Dirk 6'10". So, and A.C. Green 6'9", 6'10". So we had enough length to still be able to accomplish it. And and they don't, you know, because Draymond's, what, 6'5", maybe? 6'7", six, six, I seven, think what he's listed at. Yeah, right. 6'6", right. six, six probably. Um, so you're looking at that Kevon Looney's maybe 6'8", maybe 6'9". Mm-hmm. And then and they stretch. You, then you go down, right. Thompson's 6'5". 6'1", and then, you know, Poole's probably 6'3", 4", 
So, yeah, I just don't think they get away with it the same way. I want to have some of your thoughts. 402-464-5685. We have a couple messages on the text line here. Texter says, come on, man, these are grown men. If the game was as physical as it was in the 90s and 2000s, these men would completely adjust and be just as physical. Really? Really, my guy? So then why are they crying as much as they cry? And, that, and that's that's the thing, too. Is like <laughs> They could they be. They cry off like, of, like, peon touches. Go ahead, man. That 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 irks me to the core right there. Adjust. Right. Uh, then you wouldn't cry. You wouldn't be begging. I mean, yes, we we took contact, and yes, it was more contact, but we weren't freaking always. Yes, we asked for calls, but we weren't freaking. It feels like every crying call on now, every man. call, bro. It's like play. You know what I mean? But yeah, okay, all right, I'll I'll give you that. John says, no flops, no bull, no way. Crying about that not happening. So he's kind of there with you. Yeah, I'm telling you. But but I feel like that's how you played, too, and especially the teams that you were on. I mean, it was was just a different game. I I had to put bodies on Yao Ming. I had to put bodies (laughs) on Shaq. That just blows my mind. I got pictures of it. That blows my mind. I'm not just – I'm not just sitting here talking. I, I've got a picture of me boxing out Yao Ming. That's awesome. Did and you get the rebound? He didn't get it. <laughs> no, man, I'm telling you, you I mean, guys anyway, I'm 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 off that one. I know. See, now you're getting heated. I, I like it. Uh Texter says this Warriors team gets crushed in the playoffs in the nineties with the way the game got refereed in the playoffs. Playoff refereeing was almost anything goes. Well well again. They didn't. They, you had to set better screens. Too. Yeah, they they get away with murder on screens now, uh, hipping up, pushing off. They get just away a with moving murder. screen. I've watched it's Draymond so much just more push yes, guys too. Like, come yes. on now. They we we had to set more stable. We had to be more like everything was very fundamental. Did uh, was there flagrance when you were playing? No, or that wasn't a thing. There were, but it to get a flagrant you. You had to do with like, like remember, remember when uh, Phoenix I think was playing San Antonio and Steve or Houston or I can't remember, but some some I, I want to say Ori or somebody freaking shoulder burrowed uh, right. Steve Nash and it broke right. his nose or something oh like that. Oh my goodness! It it was like that level. It was like that I can't level. even imagine if that happened in today's NBA. You know what I mean? Like fine, suspended, flagrant two, like the whole shebang. Man, we didn't. We, yeah, we didn't get you maybe you got a flag a flagrant for us back then is like a flagrant too now. You're getting kicked out of the game. It was to the point, Nate, that when you turn the corner and and it, listeners, you may think I'm just blowing smoke. I'm, <laughs> this listen, is why I like to ask you about it because you're the one that I want that, that knows it. Man, when you turn the corner on a pick and roll, you're not just looking for the next person that's open. You're trying to find out who's coming. It, you have to pay attention <laughs> to who's who's the rotator in this specific. Is this one that I want to go up with and try to finish, challenge, or is this one I want to get deep enough, make them get in there and make that next pass? I mean, you literally had to make a decision. Like, who are, who, who are you going to be facing when you're going to challenge this rim? And how hurt do you maybe want to get? Dude, when did that transition start happening in today's NBA then? Were you already out of the league by then? Because um, I feel like there, it, it there was, was a the switch. Two, it was in the – I want to say it was something. in the – Going into the mid-2000s, um, I, I want to say late 2000s definitely. 
late two. I was gone by then. You know, it it was it. You can tell they they stopped letting you kind of put your hands on people, so forth and so. So you had to make those adjustments. That was you know mid early two thousands, and then uh, it got you know worse. Mm-hmm. John says, "I love those Spurs teams, Twin Towers. Those were some. Good they were Spurs good teams, teams. bro. Those, they were long. Team. They were very right. other than Avery Johnson. They, they played were, physical too. They did get after you. The most physical team that one of the most physical teams that people would not think was not the Detroit Pistons in that time because that was after the Bad Boys, mm-hmm. but they were physical too. But it was the Utah Jazz. Really, facts." We used to think they were the dirtiest. Phys- I mean, I almost had to get in fights because Carl Malone sometimes was Stockton. Because I, I would be pressing Stockton, and and Carl Malone would line me up, and and hit me with a you know a full court back pick, and almost like broke my collarbone. Because <laughs> you know you know right. how stacked he was. I mean, and then when they set screens, they set screens. You know, it wasn't like just and, and they were they were verge on the verge of being illegal you know let's just say that but i want to ask you too about john stockton we still have some more texts coming in that i want to make sure that we get to john stockton i i don't know if it's a generational thing but i think it was the other day someone compared it, it was like a six man they compare him to john stockton they're like if john stockton was in today's nba he'd just be a six man seven man off the bench was John St- like if you could compare John Stockton to someone right now, or if you said he was in today's NBA, do you think he'd be just as successful? I do. I do because you played against it. I do. I I absolutely do. John Stockton was a tremendous point guard. John, John Stockton to me would remind me of Chris Paul. Okay. Very much facilitator. Same. Same right. style of play of like Chris Paul. Because that's what I always thought. I was like John Stockton. I always thought was. One of the best point guards to play the game, if he and wanted it, to score. I don't he know. Could. And I don't know. It was just a meme. It was just someone trolling or what. But I saw it. And I was like, I gotta ask Strick about this because this just seems a no, little bit ridiculous. Space Cadet says kids these days aren't trained to take contact and be tough. They're just out there to be flashy and cool. I, I see no lies detected. <laughs> I see no lies detected. Uh, Texer says I would hate to see Curry drive the lane against Lane Beer. He'd only oh, do it once. Oh. It, that's the stuff I'm talking about, because all of that you can't even touch him when I he mean, drives. I don't care if he shoots floaters. There'll be a couple. If he's hot, there'll be somebody that'll hit him dead in his chest, and he will think about when you go in. I'm people think I'm just talking. <laughs> you had to make a decision when you went into the paint back then. You had to make a decision, and it was a conscious decision. And and so you're thinking about it a little bit differently. When you go, do I want to drive? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, because sometimes somebody will come and they'll let you shoot it, and they'll and, and that would just be a foul. That would be a common foul. A shoulder into your chest would be a common foul. I it honestly, would foul. and that's the thing too. Again, generational thing. I wish I was growing up during that time when that was actually able to be a thing. John says, "No blood, no dislocation, no whatever, no foul. Bring it back." Do you think? Let me ask you this: this someone that played in that era, do you think there would still be? room for that or do you think the nba kind of filtered over to a little bit softer for good reason or do you think there's maybe like a middle ground well well the reason that it filtered the reason why it's changed and listen although i i want all of our listeners here on the block to understand one thing i happen to play in the nba we do these segments on the nba because we're obviously in the playoffs and and this just part of the fact that i played so um 
I like I to pick your brain about I, I, how it's changed. I'm not, I don't really even watch the NBA. Mm. I don't like it. Um, so I'm not like super NBA fanboy. <laughs> I like NFL football better than I do anything, right? So I'm, I'm just want our listeners to understand that. But the second part is this. I am, um, I believe it transitioned because there were so much defense focus, so much physicality focus that games were sometimes 81-85. It was sometimes 95 to 100. If you were scoring 115, oh, you, you, yeah. were, you were doing it that night, right? Now teams score that in three quarters. Exactly. Well, and also I think it was the Pistons had a finals game where they scored 65 and won the game. You know what and I mean? In the finals. I'm telling you. So that's what I'm saying. So the NBA wanted to change that. They wanted it to become more, you know, scoring friendly. Right. And that's when those those rules started to make that adjustment. But the problem is, and and this is why I don't even go to All Star games anymore. I don't. I just can't go because I'm just. When when I used to go to All Star, they were competitive. Okay, you would have a little bit of ease going in the first, second, start kind of getting more intense in the third, right. in the fourth. It's like. What's up? Playing to win. It's locked down. It's I'm at you. It's serious, right? It's not that anymore. And I understand it's the same thing in the in the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is having problems. They, I think they should probably get rid of it. In the they probably will. I, I think it. You, I think they're trying to figure out ways in these All Star situations because most of those guys, it seemingly don't want to be there. They. <laughs> so what do you do? I think you just create more like games like. Fun, festive type mm. scenario, like slam dunk contest, three point contest. They enjoy those. Most people will go Saturday. Then they enjoy on Sunday. Sunday's just who's who, who they see, and it's right. not really. And I feel like guys just don't really care. That's why I don't know. Maybe there would be a way to get mid tier players to have their own all star game because I feel like they'd fight. I, I don't really know what the incentive would be there. I yeah, put some on it. Put some money on it. I mean, you get money yeah. to be there, but yeah. put, put something on it. You I mean, know what I mean? You win, put, you get it. Put, put yeah. cars on it. Put money on it. I mean, that's what they that's what they, they want now. You right. Know? Shoot. Drumstick says, I agree. Mono Ginobili is one of the most fun NBA players I ever watched. I feel like 2009 was the last year the NBA wasn't Cottonelle soft. Mm-hmm. Cottonelle. That's the Cottonelle soft. That's the, like tissue paper. I mean, I, I say that all the time. Soft is Cottonelle. And... Um, he's making a good point. I mean, that's the way I feel about it. I really just do not like NBA. I, the only thing that made it interesting to me is when I kind of started watching, and of course we do this, and, and we, we want to give you great information, but at the end of the day, uh, when I watched the Brooklyn Nets series and the Boston series, I was like, wait a second, this is looking kind of reminiscent. They were letting him them get at Kyrie mm-hmm. and letting them get at Durant. I was like, wait now, something's changed. And and it, it's gotten that, but I think they've kind of lost their way. It just seems to me that the referees have kind of lost their way, lost lost the games at times, and let it get out of them. Is there any way to shift back, or is it because that that's what I'm worried about? Is the NBA has gone so far now, and like we've talked about before too, ratings are dropping. Like fans, I mean, we have people on our text line saying now, like they want to see what the NBA was when it was at the peak of its powers, for lack of better words, but. I think they're so far and deep now. Like, what can you do? Yeah, I, you literally you can't you do can. anything. I don't think I don't I don't know. I, I think th- they continue to get they'll get the casual fans back, and then they'll do some idiocy. Uh, <laughs> Steve Kerr will open his mouth with some, mm-hmm. you know, it, because you you've got you've got fans, and you want to touch all fans in all spectrums. You can't just 
you know, have your mindset on one particular aspect of, of the fan. Michael Jordan, to me, had it right when he said, listen, all of my fans buy shoes, so I'm not going to interject myself into all of these. And people try to get mad at him and say that affects his legacy. But at the end of the day, don't you, look, I play basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? My job is on the court. I, I don't expect you to go into Mutual of Omaha and just start interjecting your political stances and your mindsets or whatever you're I don't I don't expect you to go into Mutual of Omaha and expect to drop the dime on everything that you, you know, have a, a voice on, right? And I'd say the same thing for these type of elements because you are the corporate brand. Your corporate brand, E Strict, your corporate brand, Michael Jordan. You're you're your individual brand. So at the end of the day, the brand of the NBA is all under that scope. And I think that you just, you know, do what you've come to do and that's to play the game. Don't start getting involved. And that's where I think the NBA and in, in, in most a lot of sports these days are missing the mark. Mm-hmm. Play the game. Leave all that extra and other stuff on the periphery out because you're going to you're going to offend or affect a lot of different people and it can't be just about one specific and you can't make everybody happy let's just be real about it there's people that's going to like you and there's people that's not going to like you so stick to the stick to the job and you'll be all right that's the way i view and that's just my opinion so if you're texting in the text line or whatever whatever that's just my opinion i and 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 i think that's been lost in in the world of the day i mean it's tough to have an opinion yeah, and Drumstick makes a good point, too. He says, don't get me wrong, I still enjoy the NBA, but it's a shell of its former self. I've noticed Jason Tatum flopping mid-shot and missing instead of just shooting the shot. Instead of going what to shoot that? the shot. Let the – yes, yes, Nate. It's just like, I know we got to go to break, but at the end of the day, I still think that's the, that's the point. Go go straight up, go down, fundamentally sound. If somebody touches your arm, if they miss it, talk to them. Have a conversation with the referee. Because it's not even basketball when it's you not. play it. Like, it that's, that's not how the game was meant to, to be played. Trying to fake the game. Yeah. And then, yeah, John says the game was almost pure basketball. That is long gone. It's a business now. I agree. It goes into it, too. I agree. I, I think it's a piece of it. It's a part of it. And, and, and again, that's, that's, a lot of it is part of the reason why I just, ugh, I don't like it. That's why I didn't want to go coach in the NBA. I, I didn't want to even be a. F- <laughs> Don't want to be a part. I of didn't it. want to be in it. No. Well, we'll be back. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm lost for words. Ninety-seven the ticket. Right. Ticketfm.com. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> 